and gentlemen, it is your boys, Comics and Kaijus, back for another exciting adventure. Today, we are joined by the one and only Scuba Steve, giving us some much-needed assistance. Steve, welcome back, my friend. I am so Thank glad you. to have you back on the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Like I said last time, I love Kaijus. I love comics. So what other, what other show to be on then? Comics and Kaijus with you guys. Oh, yeah, my man. Today, we are tackling episode 16. We are tack tackling the ever-so-lovely Ebra Horror of the Deep as one of my personal Golden Nugget favorites. And we are tackling G.I. Joe, the real American hero, volume one. Today is an interesting mix, but we got to start our day off with the slice of life. And we are going to pass it to our guest first today. Steve, how has life been treating you since we last saw you, my friend? Life is life. I've done lots of things since the last time I was on Comics and Kaijus. I did do an episode of uh, Somewhat Supernatural right after... Um, I don't remember the topic, but it was a really good episode. Uh, Bobby was, oh, it was a Jersey Devil. Bobby was on it. That was the last Ooh, episode. Good one. Um, for some personal reasons, I, I was supposed to have my podcast this past Friday, but for personal reasons, I took a break. Uh, I just kind of needed to clear my mind and, you know, just kind of relax and not stress about it. But the next episode of my podcast, Somewhat Supernatural, will be about the Sasquatch. So, nice. you know, Bigfoot sightings and stuff like that. So we're going to be doing that. Um, and I've just been working, man, working and um, trying to deal with with the issues that we had from the freeze. You know, um, we're not used to super cold weather down here in South Texas. And so it, it it dropped down, you know, to the 20s for us. And, you know, some people up north are like, oh, it's not that bad. blah blah. <laughs> well, for us, it is because we're not used to that environment. We're not used to having that type of weather. So, um, you know, for my at my grandmother's house, she has, you know, all copper piping and literally every single pipe under her house had a hole in it. So oh, I spent, I spent a whole Saturday under her house, literally from 10 o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night, trying to patch pipe, but not even doing it professionally, just trying to patch it with what we could find because there wasn't supplies anywhere. Home Depot was out. Lowe's was out. You couldn't find PVC piping anywhere or copper piping anywhere. So I just did what I could. I got everything patched up and I was super excited because Nothing was leaking every time we tested the water to turn it on. So I patch up the last leak. We turn the water on and I hear water just pouring out. And I'm like, what the hell? Now, mind you, I'm still under the house. And I look over and everything that I had fixed was not leaking. So I'm like, where the hell is this water coming from? So I look up and in her front yard, she had a water faucet out there that the, the water hose was plugged into. And uh, I guess from the pressure of the pipes, it shot that son of a bitch out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I was like, OK, I can fix this. I'm not going to flip out. So I got some vinyl tubing. I got some clamps. I put it on and I was like, this is going to work. Turn the water on and every single thing that I patched leaked. So, Damn. yeah, with all the pressure, with all the water pressure that was under there, it uh, kind of screwed me up a little bit and everything leaked but we did get running water to her for the meantime um <clears throat> excuse me i did have to order parts on amazon because literally low still lowe's home depot nothing has anything so just dealing with that and i took my grandma my 91 year old grandma to get her vaccine she is halfway vaccinated now which is hey, she was nice. really Congrats. excited about um did an investigation last night at a local haunting here in Corpus and oh, we got yeah. some pretty good evidence and stayed out there till probably about two 30, three o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, was going over evidence today and we got some pretty cool stuff, like pretty cool stuff that no other ghost team that's investigated there has caught before. So 
we're uh, pretty excited about that. So Hell yeah, man. What about you guys? Huh? What, what have y'all been up to since the last time I saw y'all? Man, life's been crazy. Uh, it's it's been uh, been a ride. That weather is honestly the highlight I'd say in most recent times. That that weather we had was unbelievably irregular I, i'm down here in southern louisiana so i'm not too far from you steve yeah, yeah. It, it, i know how you feel it, it was like that everything just shut down and like you said people up north cameron you don't understand <laughs> like down here it, it's a bit it's a bit different for us to have that kind of weather it's extremely irregular and for us uh, it, it wasn't thankfully was not as bad we had power we had water and uh local family and friends were safe for them for the most part from what i hear um but so far you know things have been going good man you know right now i'm kind of battling a bit of a back thing kind of went a little too uh, a little too ham at the gym but that's my own stupidity but you know <laughs> is you what get, it is you need to get a theragun have you ever seen those those that's the like, that they have? like vibrating gun things yeah it looks like a vibrator but it's for your back man i tell you what i have sciatic nerve problems and i bought one mm-hmm. just because i was like you know i've i've seen I saw it on a funny ass TikTok is where I initially saw it. And I was like, well, that would be great for my sciatic nerve problem. So I bought one. And every time I feel like anything in my back going out, I hit the nerve or, you know, the knot in the middle of my back with it. And it, you're good to go, man. So that definitely uh, be something to look into. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check one out. I'm, I'll go try to look for one this weekend for sure. I appreciate that tip. And got a quick shout out, Freddie. What's up, man? Say, asking the guys how what's up. Thanks for joining us again, cuz. Glad to see you around. So Cameron, I gotta ask you, double chin Kai Jin, how has life been for you, my friend? Treat me well so far. Um, just living life. Nothing too special happened. Uh, had a couple snowstorms here and there. Uh, it's not as bad for us though. It's like, oh, five inches, gotta go to work. It's fine. Whatever, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> you just we, brag about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, well, you know, we got a week vacation, or I got a week's vacation because I work for the hey. school district, so. They canceled school all week, and I was like, "Hey, better, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever." <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Not bad, man. Yeah, it uh, was over at Gettysburg uh, last night. How'd you Gettysburg trip day. go? Great. Uh, picked up a couple items. I got a German tunic, World War II German tunic um, that I'm going to be using because I'm get <laughs> me losing all the weight. I can't fit into the other stuff because it's. Hey. Like, that's my boy. Yeah, if, if it's like That's a trash bag and I'm like, I need more clothes. <laughs> so there you go. Got a quick shout out from Jan. Hi guys. Hey Jan, what's up? Welcome back what's to the show. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear everyone's doing well. Everyone's doing fine. Uh, I, obviously it is noticed that uh, our illustrious leader, Matt is not with us today. Matt, I know you're going through some family stuff, man. I know you'll be watching or you'll be listening later, but Hey, yeah. your boys at the comics and Kaijus. We're here for you. We're here for you, man. We got you. Yep. Same here, man. And uh, just know that got you back. Don't 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 be too hard on us because you know we we're trying. We're trying. Hey, we're trying, bro. <laughs> we could have had the four ensemble here. We could have had the four boys here having just a yes. banger. But guess yes. what? We're still gonna put that quality. You best. Believe oh yeah, that. you know it. You know it. So today, gentlemen, we tackled Ebra Horror of the Deep. Probably one of the more odd end Showa era Godzilla films. I gotta yeah. say. It uh, it was in that still 60s form that really didn't have its stride just yet. But it, you can tell that they were really trying to capitalize off of Invasion of Astro Monster success because this is a, it's reusing a lot of stuff. 
And you can tell that this film was made really quick. But to really give us more of a sense of what we're dealing with with, with this thing of a movie, I'm going to pass this over to the double chin guy, Jim. Give me that breakdown, my man. Yeah. So first time, Jun Fukuda is directing. He's in the director's seat for this one. Um, basically, this wasn't supposed to be a Godzilla film. This was supposed to be a King Kong film. But they had some legal issues with the rights for Kong. So they just said, eh, fuck it. Switch to Godzilla. Um, they they dropped the budget even more because uh, even with Invasion of the Astro Monster being a, a success, it didn't make the money that they were hoping for. Uh, so they decided instead of marketing it to marketing it towards adults, this is when they start to gear it towards teenagers and children. And the atmosphere you get from this film shows it. It's very lighthearted. So basically, plot rundown for this is Guy is looking for his lost brother. He got lost at sea, and he sees a contest. There's like a dance contest, and whoever is the last person dancing, they get the yacht or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to take this yacht, and I'm going to go searching for my brother in the ocean because the authorities don't want to help him. So he gets there, finds out that he was too late to register for this contest, and comes across two guys and they're like, oh, yeah, look, let's just go down to the harbor, you know, check out the yachts there. And they sneak into a yacht and they find a guy with a gun. He's like, yo, get the fuck out of my yacht. And they're <laughs> like, oh, sorry. You know, we just wanted to see the yacht. Our buddy here likes yachts. He's like, oh, OK, I guess you can stay the night. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? 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 This, this can't be legal. <laughs> this can't be right. Uh, turns out that the guy with the gun is that's not his yacht. He's a criminal on the run. He robbed a pachinko casino for robbed, I think, what was it like four million yen? Yeah, four yeah million something yen. like that. It was a, a very hefty, hefty, hefty chunk number. of change. Um, basically, they fall asleep, and the brother, being the antsy son of a bitch he is, decides, eh, I'll just take the boat out and we're going to go for a little ride. Uh, they get caught in a storm and they get attacked by Ebra, the giant lobster, which interesting choice for a monster. Uh, I like, but it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good effect. I'm not going to lie, but anyways, they crash and they wind up on a random Island in the middle of the ocean. That's under the control of the terrorist organization, the red bamboo. And the red bamboo is taking the natives from Infant Island, the island next door, and they're using them as slaves to. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to let you handle that one, Cam. I think uh, I think our boy Brody here might kind of have you numbered just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. I had to put it up there. I had to. <laughs> I'm uh, doing OK. legally i'm I'm doing it champ legally was not drinking no not at all there is no no not at all there's no there's no no proof there is no no audio proof of cameron telling everybody how much he loves them no there's no proof of that and i will not i will not play that here in a bit i will (laughs) not (laughs) just just he is you got to understand that cameron can't help it he's got a big heart 
he's he's got a big he's got a big heart and he's got a lot of love to share and that's okay here we respect that yes yes and he gets that sexy voice too he's like hey yeah (laughs) it's it's kind of like uh Kind of like how uh, uh, what's his face Pedro Pascal figured the the Mando voice. He uses the bedroom voice. So that was Cam's bedroom voice. Uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Hey guys, welcome to Comics and Country. Oh, shit, we should have let him start the show like that. <laughs> Hi guys, hey this guys, is your double chin, Gaijin. Uh, welcome to uh, the love was real, uh, says Brody. But you gotta, you gotta add, you gotta add the uh, comics, <laughs> at the very end. comics and uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, hey. It could have been worse. You could have you could have sent a drunken Backstreet Boy song to a bunch of Project Louder dudes like I did on Friday. Okay, so it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. Wait, were you singing the, the Backstreet Boy song? I was in my DJ booth and somebody on stage was singing I don't remember which Backstreet Boy song. And yeah. Well, it I could have been it. okay. Was it everybody? It might have been. I don't remember. That's like the classic. Yeah, it, it might have been that. I honestly, I don't remember. It was a, it was a hell of a night on Friday. Sounds like a banger of a night to me. It was. It was. <laughs> so, the we can tell that you know what we're dealing with here in this film is a bit different than the usual Godzilla recipe. We're getting a bit. You can tell that this film had good ideas. We had a good premise of things. You can tell by you know what we've heard of, you know, the plot that it has a good idea. It's not like this is like the movie inherently comes in with a bad script or a bad plot, but you can tell that this was meant to be something more. This was meant to be like, they were kind of dropped in Toho's lap and they were like, well, we have all this stuff invested into it already. What are we going to do with it? I can smell you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I think, honestly, this movie would have worked if they, I mean, and it works. It's okay. It's not the worst Godzilla film. No, not by a long shot. (laughs) Not by a long shot. But I I think if it would have remained a Kong movie, it would have been a lot better as a Kong movie as opposed to a Godzilla movie. For the main reason, Godzilla fucking shoots out goddamn radioactive fucking fire breath from his mouth. This is just a lobster. He has no powers. He doesn't shoot anything out of him. Yep. He's just got his little claws. I mean, not little claws, but big claws. But I mean, it, it's it honestly, this, the route that they went with it made no sense. Even if they would have made it a different kaiju, you know, yeah. I think it would have been, it would have worked a little bit better than throwing Godzilla in there, which I mean, you know why they did it. Godzilla's their cash cow. Hey, we didn't, you know, we can't, we can't use Kong for whatever reason. Let's just, you know, we have the suit. Let's just reuse everything that we had, you know, from the movie before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's yeah. definitely noticeable with the suit. Cam, can you give me a little bit of backstory about that suit? Is that the same one we saw in Inve- Invasion? It, shockingly, yes. It's the same suit from Invasion and it does not look good at all. Um, it's no. fallen apart, and we, we we were joking about it while we were watching the movie. 
there during the scenes where Godzilla lifts his head up. I was about you to can, say you you can you see it for me. You can see Haru Nakajima's face through the suit because the holes have been like the holes that the actor uses to see through have been worn away and the suit stretched so much that like you can see his nose stick out of like one of the holes. It's and after he mentioned it, I could not unsee it. I could oh, yeah. not. Same. He mentioned like, it. It's done for me. I it has ruined that. Movie and I watched it. I watched it yesterday, and I was like, okay, you know, this is cool. And then we watched it again today, and you said that, and I was like, son of a bitch, like you just yeah. ruined this movie for me. I yep. can see the guy's face. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> just ruined the movie for me, Cam. I mean, yeah, I'm so, I okay, so hyped last episode, and then I get to it, and you do this to me. Next time, next time we do this, we do every time we can see a face, we take a shot. Oh, Lord. Well, we're not watching Ebra. <laughs> we're going to have Cam doing the whole show like his bedroom voice the whole time, which I don't know how we're going to be able to post that on socials without tagging something. <laughs> yeah, but everything about this movie has a lighter. Everything is lighter about this movie. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it's everything from the monsters to the way Godzilla acts to the music it is way more of like a kong theme to it godzilla has an infatuation with humans that we've never seen him do like have before so you you have him like flaunting or flirting i guess i don't know what you would call it he He was showing his godzilla balls to her is what he was doing yeah uh, with the one island native played by, uh, oh fuck, uh, Lily, she played Miss uh, Namikawa in the last film. Uh, but even the monsters that he fights, Ebra and the giant condor, it's literally a lobster and a giant condor. Yeah, it's- that's not, when you have <laughs> coming from Invasion of the Astro Monster when he fought a literal three-headed space dragon. It, yeah, it, it's you know, it's a no bit demoral. It's a bit of a, a, a tone down. Pretty, yeah, pretty significantly. Well, and, and that's that's why I said like if it would have if it would have continued to be a Kong movie, it would have made more sense. Godzilla, his, his his nemesis are usually they have some kind of power or something. You know what I mean? Or or something. And these, like, it's a giant bird. He could have toasted that giant bird. No big deal. You know what I mean? Without the bird ever getting yeah. close to him. Same thing with the giant lobster, you know, and, and I don't know. Like I said, it's not the worst Godzilla movie by far. Yeah. We'll but get there. there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The design of Ebra is not like the problem. Like I can no. look at like Ebra's roar sounds fine. It matches the style that it is the way Ebra. Honestly, like Ebra and Godzilla fighting was actually like really good. I, I really thoroughly liked the kaiju fight. It's, we were, well, we were for the ping pong, except for the ping pong. It, yeah, that was That's just kind of like. Uh, what? But like, you know, the fighting was good when like once Godzilla finally yeah. got like, OK, I'm tired of the BS yeah, we, fighting. It was nice. Yeah, we all we were enjoying it and we were laughing, you know, along with like the fight scenes. It was <laughs> it was a good they like, just the way they act. Ebra hitting Godzilla in the face with a claw and we just laugh at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, the, to me, I think if you're watching a, a, a kaiju movie, especially like a Godzilla movie from the Showa era, if you can find enjoyment in the Showa era fights in some way, shape or form. And I mean, like 
whether it is the realism, whether it is just the action in total, or if you're just laughing at it and enjoying it for what it is, I say that is it's doing its job. It's yeah. entertaining you. And that's the whole point of these films is entertainment. Now, mm -hmm. the very first Godzilla film, Gojira from 1954, that one was meant to send a message. That one did send the message. It sent shockwaves across the nations. But every other film past that is blatantly entertainment. Whether the quality be very high-end entertainment and you enjoy it and you can see the quality they put into it, all the way down to the lowest budgeted film you can think of. If it entertains you, regardless of the spectrum it's in, it's doing its job. And to me, that that deserves praise. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do also agree with the ideology of Ebra and, and Godzilla's normal villains. Think about the villains he's got coming up. We got Gigan coming. The, the dude has a he has a fucking a table literal, saw on his stomach. A literal fucking cyborg robot chicken thing from outer space that has hooks for hands, laser beam eyes, and a buzzsaw in his chest. And then you have lobster. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the lobster. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the the back to the costume, the costume was done very well. Like Especially, you know, Ebra's the look was great. You didn't really see. I mean, we, we really didn't see a lot of it. You know what I mean? Because he was never out of the water. It's all underwater. But even when Godzilla does that flip and body slams him, it, I mean, it looked really well done. You know, mm -hmm. they did really good on that costume design. So you can see that they were going for a realistic look for the 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 monster that would have initially fought kong instead of godzilla you know and i just feel that if they would have put a little bit more effort into the godzilla costume instead of just saying hey let's just reuse this one i think it would have been a little bit little bit better you know but yeah. it is the entertainment factor it's a very entertaining movie we laugh because we still have that inner child in us mm -hmm. it, it, like when when ever we have that inner child in us us, you know yeah yeah it's a uh, it, it's just like what me and Cameron were talking it's what we, it's what we were talking about last week how we were saying that you this is more where you're starting to see the decline in the Godzilla films not because the they're losing love for the franchise or losing you know interest in the franchise it's literally just just strictly because the, the budgets for the film are getting cheaper because they're trying to make more money back on them and that's becoming noticeable. TJ, giving us a quick shout out real quick, saying studs. Oh, you know it, baby dog. You mm. come and get it. Mm. Mm. But the, the the costumes are noticeably getting worse. And it, it's strictly just because they are they're reusing costumes from older films to save a penny on a dollar. Yeah. And the God, this suit, it looked so bad. And it, it, it makes you not feel bad for it. You know, the filmmakers and the people who put the film together, it makes you feel bad for the character to be portrayed in a way that just looks super scuffed in comparison. <laughs> so fucking scuffed. I, that, I mean, okay. When we first meet him, he's passed out. He's slumped. Dude, yeah. He's slumped. He's slumped. He's Cameron he yesterday. He and Mothra yeah. had a rager the night before and we're like, fuck this. These oh, little, God. You know, these humans can pray to me all they want. I'm not getting up. We, and God's, we and didn't God's even get to Mothra. To, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't it. even get there. Wait, yet. did we get to Mothra yeah. yet? She yeah. looks Mothra's horrible. Mothra's in this. Mothra also. looks. And she looks like shit. Mothra looks like the neighborhood meth addict. Oh damn. <laughs> Why you gotta be hitting Mothra with so much hate, Cam? Listen, well, I, I mean, that suit looks look, look. fucked up. Okay, it was, look. and it was. I'm gonna it, tell you now. Uh, I bet if Mothra could have got a little love and care, she'd look great. I would not say her as the crackhead on the side of the street. I'd say she looks like Wheezy, the little the little penguin thing from Toy Story Two, left up on the shelf and got a little dusty. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All she needed was a little love, little love, and she would have been okay. But she didn't get no love. No, she got no. <laughs> she got Godzilla, no. Godzilla didn't even fucking show her love because when she showed up, Godzilla was like, "Get out of here! Get the fuck, <laughs> fuck out of here! Fuck oh, off. Get out!" And then she just fucked right handed <laughs> and like it was nothing. I mean, <laughs> that who would win? Godzilla did get bitch slapped. Bitch slapped a lot. This didn't movie. he? He did. He, he did. My homie got hit in the face by a lobster and a moth. Damn. 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 The disrespect. <laughs> the dis- oh, and the condor. And, oh, the, condor. and the condor. <laughs> I forgot the condor bitch slapped him too. Damn. 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 Yeah, Someone get Godzilla some spec on his name like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude started this franchise and y'all are over here slapping him with inanimate objects. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness. It, but we go into this film... One of the things that was definitely polarizing that we had discussed immediately when we started the film was we were talking about the the, the score. The score mm-hmm. is so polarizing in comparison to what we usually get in these Godzilla films. And it okay. It is not a bad score. The score in and of itself is not bad. It is not a a poor score. It doesn't sound bad. But as far as like the, the the overall gist of it with this film, it makes no sense. It, it's like this groovy 60s style with mixed it with James me. Bond. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's that, like beach party music. Like if you if you watch any I mean, and you guys are super young and I'm this is even way before my time, too. So I don't even know why I'm making it seem like I'm this old man. <laughs> but back in like, you know, the 50s when they had those beach party movies with Frankie and Annette, like that's the kind of music that this was, you know, it made absolutely no sense for this music to be playing. Why? While these two giant I mean, during the dance scene, you know, when they're dancing for the yacht, I could understand them having some kind of like, you know, old school beach rock and roll type music playing. But why play it when the monsters are fucking fighting? Like it made absolutely no sense for me, you know, and I'm sure you guys too, for that to happen. Speaking of that dance party, you reminded me homeboy in yellow was throwing it back harder than anybody else in that entire place. (laughs) He was, He, he was, he was slinging it hard. And I got to give him props for that. But I agree with you. I agree that the, the score was not bad. It was just in a very awkward place. It, it could have been done a bit better. Cam, do we have any info on the score? Was this done by our usual boy or was this kind of it done was outside? Not. Um, this was done by Masaru Sato. Um, I'm digging this background. <laughs> Hell yeah. The lobster um, returns. <laughs> See, yeah, and they can't is... say, they can't flag us for it because you you can't really see what it is. So 
Yeah. You know, you, fuck you, you Toho. Know. Fuck you, Toho. You're not <laughs> suing me for <laughs> shit. Get a letter in the mail. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, hold on, though. Ebra, Ebra, the name Ebra is trademark. But if you notice on the English version of this movie and the title, there is no trademark under Sea Monster because the movie in English is Godzilla versus the versus Sea Monster. Sea Monster. Yeah, there true. is no trademark. So this isn't Ebra. This is the Sea Monster. This is a Sea Monster, man. We are not yeah. we are not breaking any trademark trademark infringement right here. So another thing you really need to take into account is that like I know we're talking about a lot of different things. We're all over the place with this with, with Ebra, but it's got a lot to talk about. It's a very odd film that deserves to get a, it deserves to get its two cents here. But mm-hmm. even in and of itself of its title is not a Godzilla film. It doesn't yeah. even have his name anywhere in it. So hold on. Cause I there the foreign titles, it says Gojira Ebra Mosera Nankai no Daikato. Damn, that was and, close. That was crisp. That was, that was, crisp. That was really good. Really, I am impressed. I am impressed. Yeah. Um now if you told me to translate that, I can tell you to go fuck yourself. Kowalski <laughs> <laughs> analysis analysis. <laughs> um, so I don't know if this was the theater poster or the theater title um because i know with a lot of godzilla films they have like a thousand different names for the titles so but this is we mostly call it ebra horror the deep or godzilla versus the sea monster that's what it's mostly known known as yeah that's what i knew growing up was i knew godzilla versus the sea monster yeah i when i got older i knew ebra horror of the deep mm-hmm. and when- that is when you guys told me, you know, because the, the initial lineup was something else. And so when you told me Ebra Horror the Deep, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> and then and then you had mentioned, you know, you had, y'all had mentioned, the, you know, that it's a it's a we're going to keep with the Godzilla theme, whatever, until the movie comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was like, but I've never heard of this movie. What is this? And so when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, Godzilla versus the sea monster. I I, I don't know if I just forgot that it was called Ebra Horror the Deep or if I just never knew that at all. Like, I don't remember. Yeah, because uh, I remember the 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 cover I remember most fondly was the Godzilla versus the Sea Monster poster for the DVD that you would see at Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. And it was like a greenish kind of background yeah. with like the ocean and the, there's Godzilla. And then you see like Ebra sort of in the background. Um, it, there's a lot of different things like for me with Godzilla specifically like this one is one of them and and as far as like the I feel like some of my memories with Godzilla it almost feels like a fever dream it's like Mm -hmm. when I remembered Godzilla versus the sea monster I remember like all I remember was Godzilla fights a giant lobster but then it's just like I didn't know it was ever horror of the deep I didn't remember Mothra was there and then I rewatched it and I was like why did I only remember this lobster but that's it's like to me, I mean, that means it's doing its job. It's making yeah. you remember the key characters. It's making you remember something that no matter what, I may not remember the name, but I remember the movie. I remember that character. It's a memorable character and it's a memorable title. It's a memorable name. Honestly, Ebra, I like it. I like Ebra's name. The, like, character, like, itself, the, the character itself, even though it's just a generic giant lobster, somehow that sticks so well yeah you'll remember like oh yeah remember the time godzilla fought a giant lobster and you'll be like hell yeah (laughs) sure do i remember it and it's a 
it's 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 good. It, it the the film overall it does a good job of relaying what it's trying to do and conveying it. Uh, I feel like the human side of it, <laughs> the human side. I know we always talk about the human in the in the kaiju side of these films. This movie, it was the human side was so weird. The humans, so. <sighs> <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't horribly written. No, you know no. What I mean? the human side wasn't horribly written. It just it was very how can I say it was dude, it was like, okay, this is way too much coincidence. You know what I mean? Like everything just he happened to get lifted by the balloon that happened to take him to the island. You know, like he so ah. happens to be a master safe cracker, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of like stuff that was kind of like, okay, cool. Like, I know you're writing a movie and stuff, but, you know, it, it just, but it was, it was, it wasn't bad. Like I said, it was not bad. And the characters, the characters were for the most part likable, I think, you know, yeah, I think um, so. unless, unless you watch the English dub, because if you oh. watch the English dub, homie, homie that was getting down in the yellow, his voice is annoying. Oh my God. So annoying. It's and I so... started, like I told y'all, I started watching it in English and I, w- I couldn't do it. I was like, no, nope, nope. As soon as he started talking, I said, nah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch. I'm not doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, it, it was the English dubs that I grew up on, which I mean, I imagine Cam, you grew up on English dubs just like I did, you know, yeah. as a kid, it, it, it's hard not to, because the English dubs were more widely accessible, mm-hmm. especially when I was younger. I mean, I was born in 92. So I grew up in the Hisei era of Godzilla films. I, I watched the Showa era films, the old school sixties and seventies. Cause that's what my dad was into. He loved, he loved sci-fi and horror films. So for him, Godzilla came on, boom, I was watching it and I loved every bit of it. It was goofy fun that I enjoyed. And then I grew up seeing the Hisa era come into light. And it was just like a whole new world of Godzilla opened up to me. And then now I'm looking back on it and I have more of an understanding of like reading subtitles. I can, I can respect a film that is spoken in its native language and has its original translations in comparison to some really cheesy dub over that just doesn't even do very well. And yeah. it's some, some things are okay. Now, like if you're an anime person and you like dubbed anime, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, DBZ anime, oh, Dragon yes. Ball Z anime dub still hands Has down. The best. It's, it's the best. The best. It and I can't oh. okay see, and it's reverse with me for Dragon Ball Z. I can't watch the original Japanese version. I cannot. I, can, I cannot stand Goku's voice in ja- now. Great voice actor, but for me, it's too. I, I don't even know. It's just too weak for Goku. Goku, Goku is Sean Chamel. Yeah, is, yeah, yep. Plain and simple. That is Sean Chamel. No questions asked. The man has blown his lungs out screaming for that character more than anyone I've ever seen in any yeah. sort of like voice acting realm. So it, it's like it's weird because the dubs in an anime I can re- I can respect and understand. And some of them are done well, some of them not so much. But then like when it comes to like watching like live action films or even kaiju films, I find that if I watch them in sub, I I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm watching the film the way it was intended to be yeah. not like it's so, being forced. I have a, I have a good quote from the director of parasite, uh, Bong Jun ho. He says, once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, you'll be introduced to so many more amazing films. And that is absolutely true. Yep. hundred percent. 
That is like the, I was. You beat me to it. They're wanting to Dude. redo that movie. There is no fucking reason. No, that movie is none. perfectly fine on its own. Yep. Go watch it. It's it was on Netflix. It's fantastic. Yep. But just people read. Yeah, read. And but you know what? I do understand. I I get it for some people. It it used to be very hard for me because at a young age I had ADD really bad. But back then we did not diagnose ADD. You were just a crazy child. So it was hard for me to read and focus on the movie at the same time. So I get that some people do. You lose that feeling of being drawn into the movie by reading the subtitles because you're looking down and you're looking up. Then you're looking down, you're looking up, you know, so I get it. I do get it. But now that I'm older, man, Train to Busan, I love that. The first time I watched that movie, I was like, wow. I've I've never teared up in a zombie movie, and that movie made me fucking tear up. I was like, it pulls heartstrings. It's good. I never expected that in a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. So, like that's why I said I had to watch this, you know, with with the subtitles because it just the 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 American dub was just horrible. Yeah, there's a lot of films that I've started to I've started to watch now, like in more of their native tongue. Now, especially like Korean films and yeah. original Japanese films, because a lot of them, <sighs> American filmmaking has gotten on this really bad rut of nearly producing always like they're almost producing the exact same thing. It's like they're it's like they're reusing the formulas that have been successful, yeah. like Fast and the Furious and Marvel. Both of those formulas really think about it. Both yeah. of those formulas have made billions and billions of dollars. Bad guy show up. Good guy get power. Good guy fight bad guy. Good guy win. <laughs> good guy have fast car. Do crime. Change to good. Action scene. They live happy family. How many other movies have branched off of those kind of formulas that are out in the world right now? Don't forget dies comes back. Dies comes back. Thank you. Thank you. The only one who don't come back is Uncle Ben because that bitch knows what he, he knows what he had coming. Oh man, <laughs> man, <laughs> you had to bring Uncle Ben into this, man. He knows it. <laughs> He's got it coming. But you know what? Told You're right. You're right because there. I mean, I can't think of. I mean, and mind you, I haven't really, really kept up with Spider-Man comics in a long time. I don't know. Is there a fucking multiverse version of Spider-Man Peter Parker where Uncle Ben didn't die? Probably so. Probably. I, had, I mean, I, I know there's one, that. but do we really remember him? No, we don't, because Uncle Ben has to die. Ben has to die because it, it is the catalyst for our hero yes. to go and be a hero. Yes, and yes. It, but that's like uh, my my girlfriend and I were watching Wandavision. We've oh. been. I don't spoil anything. I haven't even seen a single episode yet. What? Why? Oh my god! It's good. I, I, okay, look. Is Dredge, it really that good? Is, first three okay. episodes are slow. First, first three, three episodes you're going to hate. You're going to hate. Okay. I'm telling you because I watched it and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? But by the end of the fourth episode, you're like, oh my fucking God. You, it's, it's got you and you're like, son of a bitch. And then every episode after that is like, <laughs> okay. Dude, this last one, did you, you know it had an end credit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank goodness. Because usually afterwards, I'm like, I'm not sitting here Look, ten minutes of credit. All I'm saying is when that character speaks, I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm saying. I I didn't give away nothing. I just said yeah. I'm gonna shit my pants because I know what's coming. And yeah, same here. 
But I, I still it, think one of my theories from the sh- that that I had posted on Facebook, I still think one of my theories is correct about uh, Hayward. I don't know if you saw that my theory on him. Um, I have I didn't see your theory. I don't want to say anything because Cameron's gonna okay. fucking, send yeah. it to me later because I'm a theory. You. I'm yeah. a theory nerd. I love theories. Yeah. I love theories. Okay. Cameron, watch the show. Watch okay. it. God damn it. It's all right. All right. Worth all right. It just take some time. Watch a couple. You got to get through the like I said, first three. Fourth one's your hook. And it's kind of funny because I have a formula in my head when it comes to movies or TV shows or anything. Three episodes are my limit. If you don't have my attention by three episodes, I'm done. I don't move any further. My girlfriend convinced me. She's like, oh, just watch one more. I watched one more episode. Damn it, they got me. Yeah. It's like, and it's it's so I'm good. interested now. <laughs> and it's so different than anything that they've done in the Marvel Universe. And it's not a movie, so, but it still has that big budget, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, it's kind of like if we would have gotten some bigger Avengers on Agents of Shield. Yes, it's got it's yes. got that you know you know it's a TV show or whatever, but it's still got that Marvel you know because Agents of Shield really didn't feel MCU. To me. Yes, thank you. you. Know Finally, I mean? someone else says that with me. Yeah, here. it it never really felt MCU to me. I know it took place in the background of everything that was going on with the Avengers and stuff, but it just never really sat right with me. This, this, one hundred percent. You know, I mean, from from, like I said, after episode three, you know everything that's go- you don't know everything that's going on, but you know exactly when this is taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's after Endgame. You know that. It's yeah, yeah. The yeah. fourth episode is what hooked me so bad, and then when you know who shows up, oh my god, theories went everywhere. It was like you know those uh those firecrackers you can get that like when you light them they last like two seconds and they just go yes. they shoot. Yep. That was I had like sixty of them yeah, flaring Chaser, out through my head. Chaser. I'm just like I'm like oh my god, what if this? But what if that? But what if this multiverse? And I'm like, but all the oh my god, I just my yeah. mind went everywhere. Well, I mean, and it's there's still okay. So Latin next week is the last episode, so it still could. No, is it? Yes, next week is the last episode. I think there's either one or two episodes left. Austin's mad now. Marvel, yeah. give more. I angie. <laughs> well, I heard, I heard because they haven't released the runtime yet. Somebody was telling me that it's probably gonna that it's supposed to be. It's rumored that it's supposed to be close to two hours long. What? That's that's what somebody told me. I don't know how reliable their source is. I think it was my the manager at the bar I work at. We were talking about it, and he was saying that he heard it was supposed to be at least two hours long, which I thought they only had like a certain runtime. But the I know these last two these last few episodes should have been a little a little bit longer than what they actually were. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm trying to think because I know the Mandalorian season two, it's runtimes were pretty weird in comparison to the first season. Like the very first episode of Mando season two is pretty long. And then like the rest of the middle episodes were like, eh, they were about 30 ish, 40 ish minutes. And then the final episode was like an hour. Yeah. And so I just know that to me, I know we've went off on a bit of a tangent here talking about Marvel, but it's (laughs) still comics. It counts. It is still. Exactly. It counts. Look at the name. It checks out. Look at the name. Comics but, and kaijus. It exactly. works. But to bleed the two worlds together, if you really think about it, a lot of shows and a lot of places are blending 
are blending these together. Hey, two hours for an ending. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, Aaron. I know who you, I know what you're doing. Thanks for following me, love. But I'm <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> did, you just, did you just blow Cameron a kiss on camera? What is what's going on right now? The uh, the the world of these shows, you got to really look nowadays with like films that they're creating now. They are starting to find a lot more success in television and yeah. not just television, but subscription television. Yes. Even Godzilla is coming out with an anime, which is pretty insane. In mm-hmm. I mean, we've had one. We've had a few before. This isn't the first time Godzilla has been animated. Yeah. I'm even talking all the way back to like the like the, the TriStar. There was a Hanna Barbera cartoon I used and to watch. And Hanna Barbera, yes, I remember that it had Godzuki in it. Fuck that bastard! I hate hey, him. You leave Godzuki alone. He was cute. He was chubby, and he had little baby wings. I, you know what? I would commit so many Godzuki war crimes alone. against Godzuki. We, we need to. We need to get Steve a shirt that says "Justice for Godzuki." Uh, I'm. I, I will make one. I have a shirt printing machine. Right oh God! Over there. He's gonna come out of the next podcast. He's next podcast. Star. I'm gonna fucking wear Justice it. You watch. You watch. Next one you guys ask me on, I'm gonna put Justice for Godzuki. Oh, oh God. no! And then on the back, it's gonna say "Fuck Cameron." <laughs> <laughs> we can. I would love it. I would love it. But to see these shows and see these films, like we we look at ever a horror of the deep. This was a big budget film. This was a of its time. It was a film. It was a big budget for Japan. And yeah. they made this film with the intent of being like, you know, to look at this five star film kind of thing, you know, little bit of money, big profit. But nowadays, when we see films, they're so, you know, astronomical amounts of money are being spent on them. And they're doing so. I'll even go out and say a lot of them are doing so little with so much. Yeah. They're having these ridiculous budgets, these high end actors, but doing nothing with them. But then yeah. you look at the, like, look at the TV shows. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a Star Wars nerd. And you, but it's look at the the sequel trilogy. Billions of dollars went into that yep. sequel trilogy. It divided the fan base. Good. It divided the fan base right down the middle, yep. compl- straight down the line. And it's insane to me. Like, look, I don't like them as much as the others. But I do like some portions of them. I think they're cool. Like, I like Kylo Ren. Adam Driver did a great job portraying a character. I wish the series would have been about him. I thought his character was interesting. I wish Finn would have become a a Jedi. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Jedi. I wish he he would have either been a Jedi or he would have sacrificed himself in The Last Jedi to make his character arc full. Well, go from being a coward that did nothing. He should have been The Last Jedi. Realistically, he, he should have been The Last Jedi because... Right. Okay. Ray should have been a fucking Skywalker, like a legit Skywalker. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Ray should have been either Leia and Han's long lost daughter that they hid so that Ben couldn't fucking turn her to the dark side or for whatever fucking reason, Luke hit her, whatever mm-hmm. that should have happened in there. And Finn should, because from the get go, when we meet Finn, He's already breaking control, you know, that the that the stormtroopers go through, you know, and why? What was the whole point of that? What was the point of him going against his programming in his head that they did to him if for nothing, you know? Yeah, I agree. 
That, that, oh, uh, yeah. That's a lot. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I know. I agree. That's a good theory. But uh, to, back to my point with this is, is like the, these billion dollar movie, these billion dollar movies are being made. They're yeah. doing so little with that big of a budget. They're either ruining a story. They're taking the shows in directions that no one wants. And then you look at them going into TV shows. The TV shows are becoming more successful than the films. Yeah. And it really makes you think, is, is that the future of entertainment? Is the future of entertainment that we get in the future, like Godzilla films? Like, obviously, we got Godzilla versus Kong coming up, which every, you know, anyone who's a kaiju fan knows that's like the biggest event of the decade. And everyone's like, oh, King of the Monsters was. It's like, no, Godzilla versus Kong is going to be. And when they finally yeah. announced it and brought it into light, that even showed even further how much it's going to be. Because look how hyped it's made the kaiju community. It's yeah. completely blown it up. It's the same thing with like Endgame. That's essentially what this is for the kaiju community. This is an Endgame. Because after this, Cameron, like you've told me, this is it. We, we're not going to be having anything else legendary Godzilla after this, sadly well, as it may be. Who knows? Maybe Kong versus, or Godzilla versus Kong becomes like one of... Maybe becomes the best film of the year. Probably won't happen. <laughs> but Could be. If it makes a shitload of money, they might Toho might be like, hey, you know what? You can keep the rights for a little bit longer, you know, and they can continue the catalyst for a TV show. They they can do a TV show, have something be have something like what the uh, the TriStar Godzilla series was like, where it was the heat team and their hunting down other monsters and stuff with Godzilla have that kind of a plot, but with Monarch. And I think that would work. That would be cool. I think it would work really well as a TV show. I think that would do fabulous. You know, if you really think about it with HBO now having the rights to show this film, this is HBO is a perfect proving ground. HBO would be great. And HBO, they, I have my doubts at first, but they've proven already that, they are a very good streaming service. They got a lot of content. HBO is bringing hands down one of the best films we will see this year. And it's not Godzilla versus Kong. It's the Snyder cut of justice league. Excited. That, that is going to be four hour, four hours. Yeah. it, It will not be boring. It will not be shit. This is going to be four hours of Epic that we, Probably could have gotten in two movies had Snyder completed the first movie. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to rain on your parade by this at all, Scuba Steve. So please do not take this as a as a as a lunge at that, because I am excited to see the Snyder cut myself. But I am sick of IGN posting every single iota of any sort of a a millimeter of leak about (laughs) the Snyder cut. I'm like, look, I get it. It's coming. Shut up. Tell me when it comes out and I will glad you you're not having to pull me to it. I'm yeah, I'm sitting I'm here like waiting. Yeah. Okay. Is it coming? Oh, IGN posted. What is it about? The Snyder cut is reportedly going to have one extra scene where you can see Wonder Woman's left thigh. I, I don't care. <laughs> Show me the film. I'm yeah. excited for this film. Show it to me. But it, uh, guys, the ever of horror of the deep. I know we kind of went off on our tangent here. A lot. lot. We went off. After we said we got to stick to the format. Stick to the format. But (laughs) 
there's so much in the world today to talk about, and there's so many different avenues we could take. But Ebra, as you see, like Ebra, kaiju's are a talking point. You can start yeah. start somewhere and end up in a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to Ebra and Horror of the Deep, Ebra Horror of the Deep was in 1966, and you can definitely feel it. Yeah, you can feel every bit of it. Funky, it's got that funky vibe. It does. The film, all the way down to its core costume design. It its special effects were a bit lacking in my mind this go around. They weren't as clean as previous films or as we've seen in prior. It, it, you can definitely feel the budgetary cuts. You can feel where they were. You can feel where you they can are. feel and you can see it and clearly it, see it. Exactly. And that's what really puts this film in a bit more of a bottom tier for a lot of people. But we still do have a comic to review and ever yes. horror of the deep. I got to say, it doesn't have much more other than what we've told you. It is a film that you need to watch and experience yourselves, people. I can't really explain more than Godzilla fights a giant lobster. That's really it. Well, and and you can't forget the bad guy with the eye patch. Bad guy with the eye patch. Yeah, we have we do have a lot of returning characters here, by the way. Just a, a side note, a lot of Toho originals are in this film. Yeah, you have Akira Takarada back again. Um, He was in Invasion of the Astro Monsters. He was in a couple more films before that. Um, And then you also have um, Akihiko Harada, who played Dr. Sarazawa in the first Godzilla film. And he's back playing another guy with an eye patch. Uh, (laughs) What if he's got a a thing for eye patches, maybe? Maybe, Yeah. Um, And he was good. I mean, he was... He was good as he was a good bad guy character. Uh, But the Red Bamboo Terrorist Organization, they are the most incompetent group of terrorists I have ever met. They're so stupid. They are the stormtroopers of the Godzilla universe. Yeah. Yes. The stormtroopers of the Godzilla world. (laughs) The the Red Bamboo. (laughs) Well, we still need to get to our comic boys. So uh, let's go ahead and give Ebra Horror of the Deep the comics and kaiju treatment. I will give it to our guest star first oh. out of 10. Got to give it to me. What are we doing? I'm going to go six because like I said, it's not bad, but it's not great, but it's not bad. You know, so a, I give it a solid six. It's a good six. That's not bad. I, that's a fair, honestly, a lot fairer than I would have figured a lot of people to put this film. So, you know yep. what? Kudos to you on that. All right. Thank you. Double chin. Guy Jin, what is your praise for this film? So this is one of those films where you see it once and you don't need to see it again. <laughs> it's not it's not a good film to be like, all right, let's watch Ebra Horror the Deep. I don't know any Godzilla fan that says that willingly. Um, I make it a drinking I'm, game. Yeah, I, I'll I'll give it. Let's go with a five, five out of five out of ten. Because see it once, and that's all you need to do if you're going that's, for a Godzilla binge. Yep, that's fair. And you know what? I respect the five as well. Well, for myself, I'm gonna have to go ahead and go with agreeing with Scuba Steve and going with a six. I have such a weird guilty pleasure with this film. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I guess it's just the goofiness of the fact Godzilla fights a giant lobster. It just that whole concept to me, I could care anything. I couldn't care less about the human side of what's happening. 
I'm yeah. here to watch Godzilla come to life and fight this lobster and just enjoy it for what it is. And it is so much fun to watch those two engage in a fight. Their fight is probably some of the best looking sort of like fighting sequence I've ever seen. Ever versus Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah i mean i think ramsey might give him a run for his money if i'm being honest not it would be bloody delicious but i think that is going to tie us over here you've heard it first here folks and the, the t- <laughs> double chin guy jen and scuba steve have marked this bad boy along with me six and a five across the board Forever a Horror of the Deep, 1966, being wrapped up and put on the shelf. So, guys, we got to take our bit of a commercial break to give a shout out to everyone who has given us our support. Quick shout out to the Project Louder merch group. We have all sorts of merch over there, people. If you're looking for your gimme the sauce for the double and for the comics and kaijus, we always provide, we always give, we always share, we never hide, and we never deceive. We want to give you exactly what you come for and what you need. We have all that you need there. We got shirts, we got stickers, we got cups, we got even face masks, people. If you need something to cover your face during these very scary times, you can always wear it. It will keep you safe from the other side. So do not worry, do not fret. If you need anything, we got your hookup. But there is another place that you go to, that we go to, that we can find all sorts of goodies and all sorts of collectibles, if you will. Quick shout out to the Symbiote Collectibles, where we have gotten quite a few things, guys. Mm -hmm. Quick shout out to them. Show it, show it to me, show it to me. Do you have it? These guys right here. Symbiote Collectibles, people. They have given us a hookup multiple times, and I will always show it off because, I mean, give me an excuse. Yeah, they I were see able what you did. to hook me up with this beauty right here. Oh, that is sweet. An original 2002 Django Fett figure with interchangeable different gauntlets, his double blasters, and yes, all of these pieces and components are removable. Damn. Yeah. So, people, you want some awesome stuff like this in your life? Symbiote Collectibles can hook you up and get you whatever you're looking for, whatever your niche may be. So, quick praise here from Jan. She's loving the show. Awesome show, guys. Jan, you give us life. Yes. The praise is welcomed. Thank you so much. So, moving on, guys, let's get forward to our comic portion. We are tackling G.I. Joe. A real American hero volume one. Can this go, uh, go ahead? Read it. Re- read the read the synopsis. Did anybody pull that up? Did anybody about the comic? No, hold on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh what my. are you doing with yourselves? Did you not get the memo? <laughs> Damn you. Oh, it's glorious. Oh, this is oh, why yes. we have Steve on here, guys. Cobra Commander. We have- yes, this is a very horrible Cobra Commander impression. I say it's pretty solid. Well, pretty- I mean, you know, I try. Can you can you can you can you can you do can you just scream Cobra? 
<laughs> you gotta do the screen. Put the. Uh, you gotta yeah, do the screen. The screen. <laughs> i love it i love it i love it thank you steve for giving this the highlight my guy that was beautiful so moving on to gi joe a real american hero now fellas i know i know everybody everybody all of your fans you all know who gi joe is and if you don't you should all right so i remember watching gi joe Back when I was a wee lad, this is back when we had the awesome Saturday morning cartoons. You would wake up, you would get your bowl of cereal, you'd sit in front of the TV at 6.30 in the morning and just start watching cartoons, okay? So that is the first time that I saw G.I. Joe. So when you guys told me we were reviewing a G.I. Joe comic book, I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, Volume 1. It was good. That's all I'm gonna say. It was confusing. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that huge, that huge fucking building. It, well, it had to be. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, because I mean, that's how I felt. I was like, "Yeah, GI Joe." And then I read it, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on in this comic book?" Like, it I think was we all collectively were that like that. Like, yeah. we're all what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was like all over the place. Like, it starts off like. There's no G.I. Joe's like they broke up or were dismantled for whatever reason. And Cobra's like taking over the world. And then Cobra Commander wakes up and it was just a dream. But then it's really happening. He was really taken over. I don't I don't know. It was just it was good. It was good seeing all the old G.I. Joe's. Basically, you know, they wanted Snake Eyes to do this mind eraser type thing to him and make him a cobra and storm shadow ended up switching sides pay no attention to my dog with the bare ass he has allergies he just walked by <laughs> a poor baby <laughs> yes this is my baby but uh it, it was it was a good comic it was good seeing all of the old characters in action uh baroness uh uh you know cobra commander of course and cobra commander got this beast upgrade in this in in this comic he he got like kind of like iron man type armor in this shit and he looked badass i was like oh damn cobra commander like this, yeah. this holy shit i love how he like he lost the like the blue like helmet and just went full chrome dome yeah full like, chrome dome like it was badass yeah it was dope he looked really cool he looked really intimidating and like you said i this was really my first exposure to gi joe as a comic and yeah. It was good. Like, yeah. it, I didn't hate it. I just didn't really know what was going on. And that's really my biggest lack with it is I'm just sitting there reading this. And I'm like, boy, I really wish I had context of what was happening in all of this stuff. But hey, some cool action, though. Yeah, there <laughs> was tons of action there. I mean, there was a shitload of panels that had very minimal, you know, it, it, text in it because it was all action, which was great. Um, but the way, like I said, the way it just threw you into the story immediately with nothing behind it. If this was your first GI Joe comic that you were picking up or, or if you knew nothing about GI Joe, you would be confused, you know, now granted, I know who the characters are. I know Zartan. I know, you know, uh, uh, Duke and all them, you know, but if you know nothing about, this is not a good starter comic. 
You know, this is not something that you would just pick up and casually read just because it's, you know, oh, well, I'm interested in G.I. Joe. Let me let me uh, do that. You know, let me pick yeah. this one up. It, so that was the biggest thing for me with this was just not knowing exactly where uh where we went and where this goes it, the the comic it really felt like i was getting dropped into a into an ongoing story like it was like a running river and we got dropped into the middle of it and got told like okay where did the beginning of the river start and it's like i don't know i'm in the middle of the river well where's the end of it i don't know like <laughs> it's just it feels like we're missing context and maybe for maybe someone may have known like if you you've read leading up to this it would be fine and it's just like yeah this is a great continuation but even someone like me who this was our first this was my first exposure to gi joe it was fine like it was fun like snake eyes i my most exposure like legitimate exposure to gi joe was like the films back in the day with like Dwayne Johnson and Hayden Christian and not Hayden Christian, but uh, Channing Tatum Yeah, that boy, like yeah. those films, that was my exposure to GI Joe. And that was like, I was like, dude, snake eyes is cool. He's like some ninja. That's awesome. There's well, no see, like, snake eyes was the only thing they got correct in the, especially in the first GI Joe movie. The first GI Joe movie was coming from somebody who grew up watching GI Joe that first G.I. Joe movie, and I know they were just trying to update it, trying to make it more relatable to nowadays. It was crap. It was a slap in the face to to us kid, you know, adults now that were kids that watched fucking G.I. Joe. The second movie, they did a little bit better, but killing off Channing Tatum the way that they did, that shouldn't have happened. Like, especially heart. Nobody died in this comic, like at all. You oh. can't nobody died in the G.I. Joe cartoons. Like, I understand making the movie realistic, you know what I mean? But you can't just go off killing off, you know, main heroes that are supposed to always be around and stuff, you know? And that's why um, that's why I was like, okay, cool, you know? And the most violent thing that we saw happen in this comic was, I mean, even like gore-wise, was uh, uh, Snake Eyes got stabbed in the leg, you know? So... Yeah, I, like that was one thing that I really noticed that uh, people were getting shot at with automatic weapon fire. And they're just like casually having a conversation like, yeah, we're in a bad spot. We need to get out of here. And I'm just like, you're in a war zone, homie. Are y'all not worried about dying? Like, yeah. how are they missing? You're two feet away. It was. It, it was just confusing to me, but I was I, you know, for something that's based in war, I was expecting more of the war aspect well, of it. Well, I mean, and you got you got to remember too, like the G.I. Joe cartoon in the 80s. Yes, it was a war cartoon, but it wasn't a war the way we saw it in like the movie where they, you know, there wasn't like the Iran war, the Iraqi war, anything like that. It was battles that were taking place to stop this evil organization weekly. You know what I mean? So it's not like it was this huge all-out war that was going on. We were just getting episodes of, okay, Cobra Commander has a weather device and he's turning Idaho into, you know, Iceland or Greenland, you know? 
and yeah. and that's what it was and that's that's kind of the innocence that they took away from the movie making it more realistic but this this book it's like i said it's a good comic it's a great comic but it's not something to pick up if you've never read gi joe before you know what i mean because it's very confusing very confusing it throws you in you know it it basically throws you in and you have to swim it's sink or swim you know so you get to the end of the comic and you're like okay so one of the main bad guys is now a good guy and one of the main good guys is now a bad guy okay do i want to <laughs> keep reading like are, are is the next volume as confusing as this because if it is i'm not gonna read it um and i know you guys said matt was the one who picked this one you know yeah and i'm sure sure if matt were here he'd be all about this and he'd be you know eating all this up but yeah for us we're just kind of like we don't know (laughs) yeah no and like i said i like i grew up watching gi joe i love gi joe when i when i heard it was a gi joe comic i was like hell yeah fuck yeah let's do this it was just a very confusing book for me and it i don't know i don't know matt i know you're gonna listen to this and i know you're seeing it but do you see the hole you leave in our heart when you're yeah do you see what you did you see what you did and i was all excited i was like all four of us finally together it's gonna be great it's gonna be it'll be be destiny wait a minute Mm. matt do you just you not want to see scuba steve i think that's what it is (gasps) are you just running from scuba steve he's just running from me my heart is broken look at what you've done to him (laughs) look at what you've done to Matt, look at look, look you, massacre, my boy. <laughs> I don't want his mother to see him like this. <laughs> I don't want his mother to see him like this. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but I, we understand, you know, he's he's got yeah. family stuff going on right now. So yeah, we absolutely. are praying for you, buddy. And yeah, absolutely. We, we're sending you Keep positive vibes and stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, your 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 selection this week, while it may have been, I mean, it is a good one. Don't get me wrong; it is a good one, but it's just not something for everyone. That's how, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, and for sure, and we will. Who knows? We may get one another GI Joe one later down the line that we might be able to have him. Hopefully, have him here, and he could really give us all the nice little saucy details that we. Yeah, oh, if Definitely. we could, because I know comicsology the place that we use to read all of our comics online um i'm pretty sure that they have the because there was an original series of comics like from i think the 80s yeah so and i'm sure it ties in with the the cartoon so maybe at a later date we could touch back into gi joe and do one of the earlier comics maybe we could do the very first gi joe comic that they released for the new series or for that new cartoon series you know yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, who knows? We'll have to just see what comes down the pipeline. Boys, comics and kaijus, anything can happen. It, boys, there's one thing we always try to do here on comics and kaijus when we talk about comics and we talk about everything. We, we, we go down the line and I know it's something we haven't done in a minute, but let's, let's kind of get maybe go jump back to a little OG format here. Let's try to point out everyone's favorite. Do we have a favorite segment, a favorite thing that happens in this comic? Because I have one in particular, one very particular moment that just legit made me laugh. And I haven't had a comic make me laugh in a hot minute. But my my favorite panel was when the uh, the Cobra troopers or whatever were on fire and uh, Snake Eyes just fucked them up in the woods. That that was my favorite. Panel. Oh, yeah, that like, was good. Those dudes were on fire. They didn't care that they were burning. They were going to kill Snake Eyes, and Snake Eyes just destroyed them. 
like that 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 was my favorite panel just because that shows how badass Snake Eyes is. That was very like OG ninja yes. style action, like legit ninja. Yeah. And I appreciate that. That's a good call. Double chin, what you got for me, homie? I'm gonna go with the same thing. That was a fucking intense scene. I I love those panel that panel. It was so it was just high intensity action snake eyes fucking some shit up, you know. He's it, at his like absolute best, you know. You can't beat it, man. It's classic stuff, classic snake eyes. I mean, from what little I've read and what little I've seen, to me, that's just textbook snake eyes being a badass ninja that he is. Yeah. Now, for me, mine's nowhere near as cool as y'all's. Mine is literally a singular panel where <laughs> Snake Eyes escapes. And I think it was Destro or Demestro or whatever, the silver-faced guy. Destro. Yeah. He was leaning out the window and it's like, he just vanished. That's impossible. And then here comes smart-ass Cobra Commander with a bullet hole in his mask, walks up, he's like, He's a ninja. That's kind of what they do. <laughs> and it's just like, if I was in that position, I would have looked over and be like, all right, now listen here, bud. <laughs> listen, listen here, Chrome Dome. Listen to me. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. All right. You know what, buddy? Fuck you. Make your own goddamn cool ass costume next time. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, we had some fun here today, but we got to wrap up comics and kaijus, but we got to wrap up our comic portion first. We got to give our comic a rating. I'm going to go ahead and give mine a rating, and this is not to bash the comic itself, but I'm giving this a five because I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know that I hate it because I just don't feel like I know what's going on. So it really docks a lot from me. But the action that I got for it and the cool sequences I was able to see really were a next level. So it's hard for me to feel whether I hate it or like it. So this one's going to be stuck in comic limbo for me. So I agree. Steve, what you got for me? I agree. I'm giving it a five also, because like I said, it was great to to reminisce on the G.I. Joe's from from the past, you know, and actually see them more brutal than they actually were in the cartoon. Because, of course, you know, back in the 80s, the cartoons weren't that violent. We had, you know, the little lasers and stuff. And, you know, there was really no blood in the cartoons. But actually seeing G.I. Joe with the characters that we grew or that I grew up with, mm-hmm. but having especially, you know, Snake Eyes. Being as brutal as he was, that for me, I mean, it's a great, like I said, it's a great book only if you know minimal about G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? But you you can't pick this up not knowing anything because you will be lost until about midway through the comic. And even at that, you're still kind of like, oh, okay, you know. So I give it a five. I give it a five. It's a good read. Don't, Don't get me wrong. It's a good read, but it's not for everybody. Agreed. That's two fives on the board. Double chin. What you hitting me with? Give it another five. Um, it same thing with Scuba Steve. You know, it it's not bad. It's it's very good. It's just you 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 you're forced into this and you have no idea what's happening unless you're a hardcore GI Joe fan. It feels like we, it kind of feels like you missed something. Um, I wouldn't recommend this for anyone who's like, I want to know what GI Joe is all about. Don't show them this. They'll be like, what? This is dumb. And then they'll leave. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, that's fair. That's fives across the boards here, people. You've heard it here first at the comics and kaijus. Fives across the board for G.I. Joe. Two sixes and a five for Ebra. Not a bad, not a bad haul. It was a little bit lower pace than what we're used to, but not a bad haul. But everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us here with comics and kaijus. We hope that you enjoyed your time with us. We hope that you enjoy 
the rest of your day, the rest of your weekend. We're going to catch you in the next time. See you, everybody. Bye.